conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... folks welcome back to in conclusion the only movie podcast that's the inspiration for a death cab for cutie song i'm your host dan o'keefe and i will possess your heart and joining me as always is kali ma anna otto how are you thank anna? you if you didn't say my name i was gonna say kali ma <laughs> so i'm glad you did thank you dan um like i i said Briefly, literally two seconds before we started recording the podcast, I'd like to take my intro time. I'm good, also, by the way. Um, I'm going to take my intro time to just apologize for the lies I spread last week where (laughs) I said this was my favorite Indiana Jones movie. There's just parts of it that really spark joy for me, but um, there's a lot of it that I don't like, and I was just thinking about the parts that make me happy, so I redact my statement. Take out the big felt marker and cross out. It's redacted. Mm-hmm. Freedom of redacted. Information Act be damned. Um, also joining us today, once again, is Tom Hillmeyer. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm tired. How are you, Dan? I'm also tired. It's been so long since I last saw you. Yeah, it's been about half an hour. Yeah, we're recording this immediately after we did an episode of Fast Facts Live, airing every Wednesday at 8 central at fastfactslive.com. Um, so we're going to, this is going to have, be the shortest turnaround that we've had from recording to, wow. um, posting. I'm very impressed that you took this on. When I got that text today that you wanted to meet at nine, I was shook, but it was no skin off of my nose. So more power to you, Dan. We have a schedule to keep up. There are new, we, I have missed the 8am on Tuesday deadline once. And it was a year ago. It was last August. Why? What were the circumstances around that? Why I uploaded it late? Yeah. I overslept. Oh, okay. Do you mean 8 a.m. on Thursday? Sir? Sorry, 8 a.m. on Thursday. I if it was Tuesday, sure. I've been missing it by a while every time. I mean, I do appreciate that you get it up at 8 a.m. on Thursdays. That's what she I said. Can listen to it. Daniel, <laughs> I heard it come out of my mouth and it was too late. That's what there she said. Nothing I could say. <laughs> I'm not talking anymore. Enjoy the silent podcast hey, from me. When I have I'm my protesting. hat on backwards, I'm a completely different guy. I am a. I don't like this. This isn't Dan. This is Neil. This is DJ. I love how no, in DJ. this audio only format, you can still tell that Dan has his hat on backwards. <laughs> it's truly yeah, a state of mind. <laughs> it's a state of mind. Um. Speaking of a state of mind, or I guess eating out of somebody's former state of mind, because you eat out of their skull, uh, today we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, Released in 1984, directed by Steven Spielberg, produced by Robert Watts, screenplay by Willard Hoik and Gloria Katz. Story by George Lucas. Side note, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were both going through a divorce while coming up with the plot for this movie. Does it show? Yikes. <laughs> I mean. Well, but do, doesn't Steven Spielberg 
doesn't he marry the actress who played I'm saying this like it's a movie about his life. <laughs> Didn't he end up marrying the woman who played Willie? He did, yeah. yes. They're still yep. together. Okay. Uh, wow, good for him hanging on to that rebound, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh so the film stars Harrison Ford, Kate Capshaw, Amrish Puri, Rosham Seth, Philip Stone, and Ki Hui Kwan. Cutest I, child on earth. I, I apologize because I definitely mispronounced that he also goes by jonathan uh music by <laughs> thought there was gonna be something this said. is a silence, just a silence. okay i'll just fill that silence again by restating my former thought cutest child i've ever seen in my life definitely up there short round mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yes he's so stinking cute uh, so the short rounds named after steven spielberg's dog sir I mean, my car is technically named after his lawyer. <laughs> Indiana Jones is named after George Lucas's dog. Yeah, there's too many dog names. Lawyer. <laughs> um, music, once again, by John Williams. Released on May 23rd, 1984, with a budget of $28.17 million. It made $333.1 million. Wow. And then everyone promptly asked for their money back. The film received mixed reviews on its release. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 84% rating. Uh, and Roger Ebert gave it a four stars. He's calling it the most cheerfully exciting, bizarre, goofy, romantic adventure movie since Raiders. And it is high praise to say that it's not so much a sequel as an equal. It's quite an experience. Yeah, I feel like in order for something to be a sequel, it has to have some of the same storyline, well, but the only not, similarity... It's, it's not a, a sequel. It's not a sequel, it's a no. prequel. A prequel? It's a prequel. beforehand. Well, I didn't realize that. I should really pay that attention is, to the year at I the didn't, I didn't know. know that until, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say it right now. Justice for my man, short round. Why isn't he in the first movie, then? Um, You know... I think it's the same reason why Luke and Leia kissed on the lips in Empire. Disgusting. Don't remind George me of Lucas that. George Lucas wanted it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no underwear in space. Um, Do you guys know that story? Oh, how um, Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Fisher had wasn't to just to wear. be taped down all the time. Yep, she yeah. was just free in it. Because George Lucas said, There's no underwear in space. Thank you for that, George. <laughs> the film... This did win an Oscar. It was nominated for Best Original Score. Um, of course it was. It's John Williams. I mean, Sorry, John Williams really could score excited. the worst movie in the world and it could win an Oscar for Best Score. Well, I mean, do you he's know already scoring to? my wedding. The other nominees were Maurice Jarre for A Passage to India, which won. Um, and then Randy Newman for The Natural. No, not Randy <laughs> Newman. That's one. Natural's great. Although, Randy uh, Newman also did the music for Monsters, Inc. and a lesser film called Toy Story. But the soundtrack for Monsters, Inc. slaps film. unapologetically. Unapologetically slaps. Um, that's all. That's I all. I just really like Monsters. So much so that actually the soundtrack made it onto my Spotify Rewind playlist. <laughs> wow. It's like a top <laughs> listen to. Anyway. Um, the other nominees are Under the Volcano by Alex North who is another composer, uh, and The River by John Williams. So John Williams oh. and John Williams lost. 
that sucks. That that's a Hertz donate right there. Yeah, and then it won best visual effects. So that's yeah, nice. but did it? Exactly. <laughs> I, again, I know this isn't a visual medium, yeah, but the look on my face still, really It's said. still early VFX, too. So. Yeah, I guess we should cut it slack. I mean, it was the 80s, yeah. and it's good for the time. It's I not mean, like, like ILM had done anything like Star Wars before. Not Star Wars. Never heard of her. No. Okay, I, I, I will push back on this. I think the practical <laughs> effects, again, look fantastic. They're always good. Yeah. The only... Yes. The only time that I noticed the effects and noticed something wrong was when they had to superimpose somebody falling off a cliff right above Indiana Jones. And you could see the outline of them as they did it. You didn't notice the very clear James Bond-esque masking and blue screen when they were in the, um, <laughs> in the, raft. In the raft going down the hill? <laughs> Yeah, or like okay, when the plane that's crashed. One. Also, when they were in the raft yeah. and the plane exploded, but it was very clearly superimposed. Yeah, we're continuing the uh, the continuing the trend of uh, Steven Spielberg wanted to make a James Bond movie and not Indiana Jones, where there's just this is so, oh my god, that first scene so is just things. an Indiana Jones movie. It is literally <laughs> yeah. the opening scene. We never see that quote unquote villain again. There's no purpose for it. I don't that even sounds like every cold open for every James Bond movie ever created. Yeah, it feels uh. like when the plane oh. explodes, it should go. We should be looking down the barrel of a gun. Dan, I have something to say. No, he's looking down the barrel of a whip this time, actually. Oh, you're right. How could I forget? Dan, I have something to say. Okay. The opening number, Dan, did it take you on a trip down memory lane? It reminded me that when we were in the show at Marquette, we bastardized the it. original script and didn't do it in its original form. We were in Anything Goes at Marquette, if you haven't oh. realized. I, was I thought you were, were in Indiana Jones up. and the Temple of Doom, the theatrical release. Or the, I mean, the stage, the stage production of Temple the of Doom. No, production. not the stage. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean... I get it why they chose anything goes. I don't get why they chose to even have a musical number at the beginning at all. Just to show that she's a burlesque performer, I guess. They literally could have just said the famed singer and I would have gone, yep. Well, they, I Reno they needed something to put the credits over. Yeah, you're right. Um, but what I was saying is how we bastardized it. In reality, we um, we didn't modernize it, but we updated it to remove some offensive parts. Uh, barely. Barely. Mostly just didn't refer to them by name. Um, there are, there are two Chinese stowaways named Ching and Ling in Anything mm. Goes. Uh, we did not refer to them as Ching and Ling. Nope. Um, but you really kept didn't. them as stowaways. <laughs> we kept Tom, them as Chinese did you see stowaways. That did you see that performance? No. That's for the best. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you off the podcast. I'm not, not too proud these days. Not, I mean, it was fun. But I'm not too proud. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in the beginning, Kate Capshaw is singing Anything Goes. Because, you know, in olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking. Now, heaven knows. You'd think China would say, hey, there's a lot of racist content against our people. Maybe don't perform that musical here. But it was the 30s. What do I know? It was the 30s, and it was when... It was before the Chinese Revolution, and it was before yeah, white people were forced to listen 
as they should have been forced to force to inform to other people. I don't know. I, I look at these movies that take place in the 30s through the lens of 2021, mm-hmm. and I need to not do that. I'm doing my best. I'm not as good as some people are. I'm not perfect by any means as far as, like, calling things out goes. I could always do better, but... I see some things and I'm like, whoa, friend. <laughs> Slow down that there, Buckaroo the Banzai. <laughs> whoa, pal. We could learn something here. And it's... Don't cast white people to play Asian people in a musical in the year 2016. 2017. Wow. Um, speaking of don't cast white people to play Asian people, the one mm-hmm. thing I will say about this movie is... That uh, the the actors playing the Indian people, mm-hmm. I'm shocked they were not white. They were Indian or of Indian descent, which shouldn't yeah. be a thing to praise. It should be a thing. Yeah, to, bare minimum. Yeah, bare minimum. But um, I mean, considering every other movie released in history, <laughs> yeah, good job. Right. I, even though there was controversy. Uh, because in India, um, there was a temporary ban on it, and it didn't open in theaters. It only came out on home video. Uh, they weren't eating Indian food in the Indian scene. I know. They just weren't. Not a single slice of n- I no, think There was no naan. Naan, naan. There was no curry? I don't, I don't like Indian food. It's too spicy for me, so I'm just doing my best here. I ate a, a red pepper flake the other day and was so spiced I called my dad and stuck my tongue in a glass of chocolate milk for five minutes. I am not one to speak on ethnic food because I'm as white I, as they come. I did write a note down on that scene that says the food like bit that they're doing like just feels racist. And yeah, yeah. Like, like that's not what Indian people eat, my dude. Yeah, it just like generalized it as... They eat weird food. They'll eat anything. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's not that's how this false. works. They're human beings. They eat yeah. Chicken and vegetables, just yeah. like us, like, just with different spices. Yeah. If, I, if I was trying to give the movie credit, I would be like, oh, they're trying to show that these weird ass cult people eat weird food like that. But that's not right. what they were going for. No. It's not it a was cult with the movie. Maharaja and yeah. British colonialism. Yeah. Well,. We skipped Should away. We ahead. Start? We did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were so. You enraged, almost brought. You, know? I, you reminded me of what my alternate cold open would be. Welcome to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where people celebrate the appearance of the British in India. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! I'm pulling on my collar, even though I'm wearing a low tank top because I worked out today. Look at you! Praise me. Yeah, good. Good Praise for you. Me. I did not work out today. I'm, we're stalling right now because Tom just left for a second. Yeah, Tom, Tom, come back. Tom, Tom. <laughs> Where did you go? You... Oh, when you left my apartment, Dan, you, the door was still unlocked. So the door just swung wide open. Oh. Oh, my God. A ghost entered the podcast. Ghost has oh always God, been on hello. the podcast. Do you know how old I... our building is? Yeah. This building. My building's old, too, but I like to think there's no ghosts in here. Unsure. Gage did tell me that the door in the basement is where the tethered from us come through and it kind of he was joking but like it kind of stuck with me and i'm always scared an alternate me that has a scary voice is gonna pop out so um hey it's me and i don't <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh, please please no 
always a little nervous when I'm doing my laundry. That and the fact that there was once a spider in my washing machine. I assume there's it there's been a spider me. in your washing machine more than once. That was the first time you saw it, though. Dan, do not utter those words. <laughs> do you know how much courage I have to build up to do my own laundry right now because I'm scared there's going to be a spider in my clothes? It's a lot. I've considered taking my laundry to my parents' house. You're an adult. Yeah. I'm scared. I am scared of spiders. I am. You know how Indiana Jones is scared of snakes? Yeah. Yes. That's me with spiders, my dudes. Mm. Except worse, because he's brave and I'm not. I would run away and cry. Every time he went through some cobwebs in this movie, I felt unease. You know? <laughs> There's been a disturbance. This is unequal. Yeah. Literally, I was like, ugh, absolutely not. Um, well, let's get into the film, the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when we said this was going to be short? I don't think I said that. Short turnaround. I think we just said it's going to be short. Say, oh, yeah. Uh, an instance of adults making children do something effects? yeah uh so the movie starts out it's 1935 what a year i remember it it's well a good year. Mm-hmm. um indiana jones is in china he is there meeting with lao shi uh trying to get a diamond in exchange for money something isn't it like a um like a oh what's the word it's like a statue i can't think of what i'm trying to say isn't it like a a statue filled with somebody's remains or something yeah yeah um Um, i will say the white suit that bond is wearing is the exact suit i wore for that bond is wearing graduation bond wow (laughs) (laughs) well i put very bond uh no, that Indiana Jones is wearing is the exact same suit I wore for my high school graduation. Uh-huh. And that's Love that. all I could see. I was like, oh. oh I thought he just he was wearing... just graduated St. Louis University High School. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing the glasses that I wear at work because those are what my blue light glasses look <laughs> oh like. Gosh. Those perfectly round Harry Potter glasses. Oh but I also put very, very cool. Because this is a very Bond scene. It, yes. it is. I like his one carnation that he has or whatever. Yeah. Uh, also performing at this nightclub uh, is Willie Scott, which by the name you would not think LOL. is um, Kate Capshaw. Willie. Uh, a voluptuous, LMAO. loud as hell nightclub performer. Thank you. All she wants to do is I scream. I am voluptuous and loud. <laughs> um, so Indy, he, he tries to make the deal with Lao Shi, but of course Lao Shi backs off on his word and he poisons indiana jones and then there was a fight literally a scene from casino royale yeah it reminded me i okay it remind did it remind never mind i'm not gonna say that the scene from casino royale (laughs) i think that's what i was thinking of honestly everything's blurring together Forget it. Go Life on. is moving too. I'm quick. weary. I am weary. Go on. <laughs> this movie drained me. Um. So it's happening. I can't tell if I'm remembering this movie or if I'm remembering Casino Royale. So that's where I'm at in my life. Thanks, Tom. Is this Tom's fault? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He just seemed appropriate to to sarcastically think. Sorry, Tom. That's uh, so there is a, a, a fight and a shootout, and all of this is happening while the dulcet tones of Anything Goes 
sung in not dulcet in, in Chinese <laughs> are being sung. We meet Indy's little sidekick, Short Round. Uh, so cute, and yet outside of the most blatant Star Wars Easter egg in the entire yes, Indiana Jones I song finally round. caught one because oh, it was in your the center of the screen for Correct, several seconds. Correct, and I yelled. I was so excited. I'm not stupid. I'm just blind. Um, I'd like everyone to know. Uh, but I was so excited. And Gage told me I'm required by law to tell this story on the podcast. We had a discussion because I was like very confused because Obi-Wan is from the new, not the new, the, the, the one, two, and three and I was confused because I was like, those didn't come out until later. And I still don't really know if I'm telling the story correctly. I was very lost. Gage was like, Ben Kenobi. He kept saying Ben Kenobi. And I was like, this only means a little bit to me. So eventually I said, oh, yeah. And uh, that settled it. But it really didn't. And I'm still pretty lost. Um, how did they know that there was going to be a character named Obi-Wan? If the first three movies hadn't come out yet, please excuse me. I was a Phantom Menace child, and that's kind of where it ended for me. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'm more confused at the end <laughs> of the story than I was at the beginning. Good, I am too, Dan. I needed somebody to be there with me. I'm confused too, I mean, Dan. It's like Ben Kenobi's like... It's his the, nickname. It's... Yeah, and it's like the fourth character Wait. you meet in the original movie. Yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Ben's nickname is no, Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan's nickname oh. is Ben. His but alias. But is it Obi-Wan Kenobi played... By two actors. What? In the original yeah, trilogy, it's Alec Guinness. Where? In the prequels, it's Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I, I didn't know that, and I'm just really confused. I'm not stupid. I'm just dumb. <laughs> Listen, how many times do I have to say it? If you go any further than Phantom Menace, I know who Hayden Christensen is. That's good. I want to hang that picture of him and you in that looks like an 80s like family JCPenney portrait, but it's from the Star Wars photo shoot. <laughs> I want to hang that in my home. My favorite song from Star Wars is the Ewok March. <laughs> Yubnub? That's where it ends. Your favorite song is Yubnub? No, it's the, the Ewok March. It's like... That one. It's so cute. Thank you, John Williams, for blessing us. I'm pretty sure you oh, were just boy. doing a song from Zelda that's in Smash Bros. I'm pretty sure there are only seven notes that you could really play. No, okay, hold on. I'm going to get us copyrighted for two seconds. I'm going to keep going on the movie. That's fine. Oh, I was I was yeah. playing Zelda, you're right. But this is the one I like. <laughs> My bad, but that's the one I like. So, um, Indy and Willie and Short Round, they flee. Indy gets his, his cure for the disease. Disease. Antidote. And that's what the it's called. Poison? The, the poison for Cusco? Po Cusco's poison? <laughs> uh, and they end up on a plane, a, a cargo ship that should take them to their final destination. Um, no, not final destination. Almost. Almost. Foreshadowing. With chickens. Yeah. There's it's chickens. a chicken cargo flight, but it's Laoshi's airline. 
It's such a Which, gr- that's such a great reveal. Yeah. It is, but it makes you think he's gonna come back. It does. It does. Wait, he doesn't though. Like he's on his plane. Well, Lao Chi, he, pulls, Lao Chi. he pulls a Bond villain thing where it's like, oh, he'll die in this thing. We don't need to worry about him anymore. Yeah, I guess. But I just feel like he should have been the main villain then instead of having approximately five minutes, 12 different storylines and one scene with that character. Yeah, this movie does feel like one big side quest. Yes. Gage and I were discussing. He mentioned that he thinks it's interesting that discounting the fourth movie, which we shan't be speaking of at this moment. The other two movies, he's searching for specifically, like, Christian-based relics, I would say. I know Mm -hmm. Holy Grail's a little... No, that's very Christian. It has the word holy, yeah. (laughs) And, like, in this movie, he is searching for something that's not Christian. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying Gage was like, how does he know so much about so many different religions? Like, even if you were, like, a theological studies major or something like how at such a young age would you have time to master all these things you know it just led me to believe he was a boy genius but that's well, just me personally well he's an archaeologist quote-unquote uh True. which is a scientist so, nary a bone has been dug up but okay <laughs> well so he's mainly focused on like the relics of things so he knows about these rocks that we'll get to True. So it's like he Wink. he may not know everything about the religion, but he knows about these rocks and that they're connected to a religion. But also he's fluent in Hindi out of nowhere, which right. is kind of interesting. Well, I mean, he's just he's a fictional character. In um. <laughs> you know, I studied Spanish for upwards and um, but, 15 years. But Dan, what you're, I'm not that good. What you were saying about a side quest is like this. This movie is like the one that doesn't belong, even counting the fourth movie. Like, yeah. This one has, and, I, and mainly for me, it's that there are no recurring characters. Like they should have put short round in more films. Well, it's like, like there's more recurring characters in the other movies, and there's like there's a lot more indie things. Mm-hmm. Like this one has Indy, his hat, and his whip, and that's a, and they go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's, that's the it, only yeah. connection well, to the other ones. Wasn't it also supposed to be originally because of Spielberg wanting to make Bond movies? Didn't he want Indy to have like a different gal in every film or something I mean, like that? I'm but then that just kind of fell apart, and he got back with sure. his main gal, his main. That's an reason. Movie. Yeah, that's the one that stands most clearly in my mind right now for some reason. I think yeah. that um, if if they were trying to hit like the the style of the serials, the like '30s yeah. film serials. Yeah. This fits in perfectly as like a sequel serial. It's not going to really be related at all to the previous one. It's just going to have another the same character going on another adventure. Like right. Batman meets the Wolfman or Batman meets Abbott and Costello. Um, right. And or, that's totally what they're going at. That's what he was going at with Raiders. Yeah. So that's definitely what he's going at here. It's, it's kind of like he did all this world building in Raiders that is just non-existent in this movie. Yeah. Like... There's no, there's no university. There's no Marcus. There's no like he has to go get this thing for the museum. Like we don't know about the quest or exactly what he's doing until we're like a quarter of the way through the, a third of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right at the beginning of the movie, this gentleman, what was his name? It was like, it was like Wu his Han, partner right? uh, who dies. His partner yeah. who we 
literally never met. I've never. He could be walking down the street. I wouldn't know a thing. I've never seen this man before in my life. Yeah. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like probably would have appreciated it if there was some link, more link to the first movie. Like, like you could kind of get away with it if it was like this is like his sidekick or his partner who it's like, oh, yeah, we are both uh, archaeologists at the university together. Like that would make a little more sense. But he's just this random guy with a gun. Mm-hmm. And if this is supposed to be a prequel, as you say it is, Tom, I'm not doubting you. I'm just doubting the system. <laughs> Don't you think they would have had the foresight to mention in the first movie, like, oh, I had a friend that I used to work with. Poor Wu Han. I, I swear to God, I think that was his name. I feel really wrong saying that, but I swear on my life that's what it is. So Don't it is. Me. It's Wu Han. Thank you. Oh, well. my God. I kind of like how it doesn't fall into the tropes of a normal prequel where it's like we need to set up everything that happened in the first movie. But it like went too far the other way where we set up nothing from the mm-hmm. first movie. It didn't even end with like somebody potentially offering him a job at a college so we can see a slight connection. It would have been but, fun where it's like the last scene is like he meets Marcus for the first time or something like that. Where something. It's like, Give me something. Yeah, and it's also I mean, all the other movies like kind of happen. It's seemingly it feels like the same part of the world except for the fourth one. So like the first and the third movies are like <laughs> like start at the museum. We need to find this thing because this person's missing and then It'll go to the museum. Like, that's the premise mm-hmm. of the entire movie that is set up very clearly. Does not happen at all in this movie. I, um, yeah. I don't know that I particularly care that this doesn't connect to the other movies. Like, there's yeah. no real hints or anything. Or be like, this is how Indiana got his fear of snakes. Um, because, like, I enjoy, like, TV shows like The Rifleman, each sure. episode. Of course you do. You're geriatric. Hey. <laughs> There's an apartment open next to my grandparents in the senior living. Room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so mean, but I had to no. Say it's it. it's good. I'm looking. Um, but I, I enjoy that, and I just enjoy because I like the characters and stuff. My yeah. big issue with it is it feels like it's just. Look at how weird these non-white people are. Yes. Yeah, that's a huge plot issue with this movie. I mean, that's my number one. Like, not even weird, but there's just so much racism in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason why I liked this movie or thought I liked this movie is because when I was little, I was too stupid to realize that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, Short Round is a prime example of a kid doing something that he's told because an adult told him to, even though it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, Short Round could have been just as cute and done all the same things without a horrible accent. Right. And, I mean, the kid's in Goonies, and he's fine. You know what I mean? He also looks like, as an adult... Data in Goonies. What did I say? It just he's in Goonies. Like, thank you. Even his character in Goonies is a little, little on the touchy yeah, but, side. Where it but it's not as bad as this. I would. Say. Yeah. It's bad in a different way. Yeah. Um, 
he as an adult looks like Fred Armisen. Give he looks like Fred Armisen and like, Jackie Chan mixed together. <laughs> yeah, like adult. if they had a God, child. Could you imagine a, kinda... a, 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 a man who is an actual Fred Armisen, Jackie Chan? That'd be really combo. weird. That'd be an I would awesome love that. person. I think that that would be a great Portlandia sketch. <laughs> Rip that show. Just hire him and do it. Yes. He does, though. Like, I saw a picture of him, and he I was like, that's Fred Armisen. And Gage was like, no, it's not. And I was like, false. So, anyway, yeah, there's just a lot of things that are so obviously not great. Yeah. I'm trying to, I don't know. I worry too much about putting things kindly. I th- I, no, I think that, <sighs> so it's not great. But I, I think that it's just it's it was even though it was only thirty seven years ago, it was a different yeah. time that wasn't slap it with the old. It was a product of its time, band aid. Yeah, think, that's not I, that's not approving of it, but it's just realizing no. it. Yeah, yeah. I think even I mean, when I watched it for the first time as a kid, it was like the I had no problem with it. And I don't even know if that was just because I was too young to realize it. Like I even yeah. maybe even then it was still like, oh, it's not to the level of we need to call this out or anything. Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent because yeah. I know when I was a kid watching that scene again, the scene with all the food. Yeah, it's, you don't think anything of it, right? But as an adult, you're watching this and you're like, that's not good, right? <laughs> so, so back to the plot of the movie. They're in an oh, airplane. City. Um, oh yeah, we're not very far into. We're this, not. Are I'm we? gonna not be very specific with the plot. Um, that's fine. so. They're in a plane. The fuel yeah. gets. I don't think the movie was very specific. That's true. With the plot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's generous. The of pilot you. dumps the fuel and then dumps himself out of the plane along with the I didn't parachutes. Know. Jet fuel was red. I was gonna say literally with a parachute for what? But to survive the jump out of the plane. I. This isn't Usually like a bane in the Dark Knight assume. Rises sort of thing. Uh, why did I assume it was a, like a a suicide mission? Oh. I guess he could have just stayed in the plane then. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then to survive and escape Indy and Willie and Short Round, they use an inflatable life raft, uh, which they James Bond surf ride down the Himalayan mountainside. 100% a Bond scene. That too scary. Could totally happened. Uh, Mythbusters proved, and they did this full scale. It can't work. <laughs> of course, I not. was gonna say there's it no way work. that would work. It work. There's literally like a centimeter of plastic between. It's only the outside that inflates. Yeah, it's not the rest and the, of it. And the thinking was like, is it a big enough surface area to like act like a parachute, where like just mm-hmm. air resistance will slow you down? No, it'll slow you down slightly. <laughs> you break all your legs. Yeah. Also, how do you keep it upright and not just flip over? Very carefully. Yeah, for real. Very carefully. How do you control it? They probably (laughs) spread everyone out, you know. (laughs) Um, They get to the bottom of the hill. uh, Hill, the Himalayas. Um, (laughs) They get to the bottom of a mountain range. Of the largest mountain range in the world. (laughs) And suddenly the weather is entirely different. Yes. And basically, after some complaining... um, that, that could just be the whole movie after some complaining the film ah, ends. That's my life. Um, they end up at a village where it's only adults and it's they're very malnourished 
and Kate Capshaw won't eat their food because she's a bitch. Um, you just described Florida. <laughs> Everyone's malnourished and it's only adults. Just saying, or... I'm, I'm thinking like a, like a retirement community in Florida. May I entertain you both with an unrelated Florida story really quick? Oh, God. Yes. It's really short. Once upon a time, I went to the Golden Corral with my parents. and That's never a good start. (laughs) One of the fun things about going to Golden Corral in Kissimmee, Florida, is that every time you go back up to the counter, a little kid oinks at you. What? Thank you. That's the story. Why? A little kid oinked at me every single time. I, it was, you know, it's a buffet, and apparently I was being a little piggy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Stay classy, Kasemi. Um, so, in the village, they, they find out that the village's stone, magic infinity stone, was stolen from them, and... Thanos got also, it. all of their children have been taken from them. Um, Honestly, who's lost? Truly, the quiet—it's finally quiet there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. And the Gage and I were being such such poop holes about it. When all the kids come back at the end, we were like, "Ugh, for what? Why are they partying and happy?" Um, Ugh, couldn't be me. I started watching this. All the dogs came back. <laughs> I started watching this, uh, like, alone, um, and then Anna walked in, and I was, like, five minutes in, and she was like, oh, I want to watch this. You're watching the one that I really like? I want to watch it, too. So then I went out in the living room, and I was watching it while she was working, and then she was like, mm-hmm. she had the same <laughs> thought as you. Like, maybe I just liked it because it was loud. Yeah. I think I just liked all the different colors like it was very colorful yeah. this movie um whereas the last one's very like brown and sand colored beige that's beige it was in the desert that it was the color palette of the desert is generally beige <laughs> this one is in hell apparently <laughs> yeah lots of reds lots of greens for the jungle oh yeah um there is a- i did i did put on here beautiful cinematography at some points mm-hmm. yeah Indeed. it's very pretty um cinematography by douglas slocomb thanks doug he did all three uh of the indie movies good for him thanks doug and the boy who stole a million never heard of her him him i'm talking about the movie gendering the movie as a whole Um, movies are like ships they're Female. There, there are mm-hmm. evil forces in Pankot Palace, which is nearby, um, and Andy is like, "Yeah, I'll go and I'll, I'll find the stone and I'll I'll save your kids." I guess. I think this is. I think that's the biggest problem I have with this movie. Is what the heck is Indy's motivation to do anything? He says fortune and glory, but he wants the like, stone. You don't get any money for well, doing giving the this. Stone, was- yeah, he's giving the stone back to the village. It's like Do those people look like they have money? Yeah, it's like every other movie it's like, "Oh, go get this so we can put it in Marcus's museum." And it's like that's his motivation. Like in this one it's like, "Oh, I'm in the jungle. Sure, I'll help these people out of the kindness of my indie heart." I mean, he gets to ride an elephant and that's pretty cool, TBH. But Yeah. I don't know. I love the elephants and how they're sized for the character. A short round Andy's has the, the little biggest. elephant. Indy's the biggest, yeah. so he gets the big elephant. Willie's short the round has the baby. <laughs> um, 
And then suddenly there's only like one elephant and it's the one that's torturing yeah. Willie. <laughs> All the elephants are gone. The one that's torturing Willie after she's been torturing the elephant with perfume. Yeah. yeah. She sprayed perfume. We were watching that scene. Gage literally goes, ugh, he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the gang, they get to Pencott Palace where they get a really warm welcome from the man who runs the palace. I feel like that should have been Belloc. Right? You yeah. just want to throw every indie, every Raiders character in there. I, just <laughs> one or two. Like, have it where it's like Marcus is looking for, wants the stone for the museum at the beginning. Or Belloc is also trying to get the stone. Or, or something Hitler. like that. <laughs> he's not technically enough a character Nazis in, these in this movie. He's not. Um, never. Not a word I've ever uttered. Not enough Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> not a phrase I've ever uttered. Ooh, have you guys seen Overwatch? No, is that the zombie oh. one? Yeah, Dan, you might not like Too it because of the zombies. I don't like scary it's movies. It's good. Oh, you guys are lame. I also That's wrote good. down this is a scary movie. I agree. This is a It'll... scary movie. Yeah. Y'all wouldn't make it through this conjuring fest Gage and I are currently having. Absolutely not. I can barely make it through my Adam 12 fest. And that was 70s TV and that's too scary for me. The closing credits music of Annabelle Comes Home is dancing in the moonlight. I had a dance party afterwards. Do you know what the closing credits music for Adam 12 is? The Adam Adam 12 closing credits music. (laughs) (laughs) I have a dance party that every time. Um, mm. Also at the palace, um, attending a banquet um, is Snake Surprise. The British. Oh, my bad. <laughs> they just invited themselves over. Yeah, basically. I mean, he's a British. Wouldn't be the first time. A British Indian Army captain who did invite himself over for a routine inspection. Uh, we call those popping colonization. You know? Uh huh. Literally, he seems like a stick in the mud, if I may say. He seems like the bridge on the River Kwai that gets blown up. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> Dusty, crusty, and busted? Is that what you think? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the banquet is hosted by the Maharaja, who Willie wants to bed and wed, uh, until she figures out what? Oh. that the Maharaja is about... A 12-year-old boy. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, she what? How did I miss that? And then oh, I was, it was like, totally at the beginning. It's like yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Again, as per usual, I was caught up doing laundry last night. But I promise you, I was paying attention otherwise. <laughs> was there a spider in I your just, washing you know, machine while you were paying not attention? Not this time, my dudes. Not this time. That she knows of. if you guys are mean to me i'm literally gonna tape your eyes open and make you watch a scary movie oh why don't you just pull our eyes out and make it into a soup because that's what willie gets eyeball soup Uh, yes it is segway haha i'm great at this i'm a writer what was your what was your your favorite dish that was served probably the the first one where they cut into the um snake snake surprise surprise. yeah surprise yeah Personally, I'm partial to monkey brains, chilled monkey brains chilled for monkey dessert. Brains. A delicacy. Mm-hmm. You and Anna are on I mean, exactly the same wavelength through this. Because mm-hmm. leading up to this, she was like, oh, I can't wait for them to have the chilled monkey brains. I can't wait for this. She mm-hmm. was so excited for the monkey brains. I feel like brain is not an uncommon food for people to eat. Like some cultures eat like sheep brains and things yeah, like I that. I didn't understand the live snakes that people were eating. No. 
but absolutely I, totally not. I could see monkey brain actually. Yeah. Yeah, and even like bugs, like people eat crickets. Like Gage yeah. said, in Mexico they have crickets like in place of peanuts at the bars. Oh, I have no worm or two. Like a stupid amount of protein. Like yeah. they're very good for you. I've eaten. What have I eaten? I've eaten some worms or some before. Oh, I know I've eaten a cricket. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, me too. Mine was nacho flavored though. Oh. Because I'm a baby and I need things to be flavored. I haven't. No crickets, Dan. No, no crickets crickets for me. I'm, I'm a. Whenever people describe having done something that I haven't done, I, I my go-to response is, I guess I'm just a coastal elite. Oh, my God. Well, honestly, once you get over the hump of thinking about how you're eating a cricket, it's not that bad. It's just crunchy. Yeah. That's all. I like a good crunch. Um, yeah. You know who else would like a good crunch? Willie from Indy. She wants... Gross. Am I wrong? No, the top of my like notes, you called it a good crunch. The top of my notes say, what a horny movie. <laughs> Literally. They're both two, two, they both think they're the sexiest thing in town. There and was too one of them is time right. spent on them trying to be with each other. I love how Short Round's asleep for the whole time and also part of the fight yeah. where Indy's getting like attacked. <laughs> And then he adjusts his hat, and then all of a sudden his eyes shoot open, and he's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, so... That's how I interpret While Indy and Willie are go, try, or going through the motions of getting the confidence up to boink each other... They're being sour. Yeah, um, Indy gets attacked by a bunch of thugs, um, specifically thuggies. That's the name of the cult. Um and Good one, Dan. I'm, that's, I wasn't joking. No, I'm just I'm not. Uh, I wasn't trying to actually roast you. Let me try that again. Good job, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Um, oh, also, I want to say the guy who blended in with the painting scared the poop out of me. I've seen this movie before. I've seen that scene before. And I still got. I still jumped when he moved. I guess. It's a scary every movie. Time. Mm-hmm. This is the scene that I specifically was remembering when I said I liked this movie. Like, I like the part when he pushes the wall in and there's a tunnel. And I like this little fight. I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> ma'am. It's for science, ma'am. So they, they dispatch the thugs and they discover a secret passageway with a bunch of booby traps, including... Uh, booby um, traps. Boobies. Breasty traps. Thank you. I was going to say it. Breasty traps. <laughs> Tit traps. Um, including uh, a meat tenderizer that spins that is about to tenderize Indy and Short Round, um, amongst other traps. So There's tons of bugs, yeah. too, but aren't they mostly praying mantises, if I'm wrong? If I'm correct. Some no, like sticks. at one point. They were stick bugs. Yeah. And like pretty much they looked. Not the, like some Not the gross not, bugs though. No. Yeah, Literally bugs like, that people keep as pets. Yeah. Like nothing that's like super dangerous it looked like. But who knows. No. Literally I don't love. Well there was that one like millipede or centipede or whatever crawling up her back. Oh while she was reaching her hand in the hole. Yeah. yeah. But I think those are only dangerous if you eat them. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like, just don't let anything. it near your mouth and you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> they 
That's what she said. What I'm she not said. saying I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I am sick and tired. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this episode. Y'all are on my last nerve. If I don't get one that's what she said in, I'm going to be mad. When are you better slip up? I'll be waiting. When you do, I'll be here. So um, they they end up in an underground temple where they see a this sacrifice. A Some would call it that. <gasps> Bitch, it might be. Um, they they see uh, a human sacrifice where basically they take the heart out, but the heart is still beating and the person is still living, uh, and I then mean. drop it into the center of the earth. Apparently. <laughs> It's probably the coolest human sacrifice I have ever witnessed. Yeah. It is. It's very cool. It's another reason why I liked this movie. Because it's a not-so-scary scary I think this scene. is my favorite scene in the movie. The sacrifice? Yeah, because it's Absolutely. cool. Like, yeah. The CGI of his of that guy's skin over his chest like, is pretty good. It's it's pee good. And I, 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 do li- I did notice like all of the, like, how they shot it. Where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, they stick his hand in, cool, and then just jump cut to him holding the heart already, just so they didn't have Whoa. to do all that CGI. Yeah, yeah, for uh, real. Honestly, smart. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. Um, so the they they gang later find out that the thuggies they have three of the five Infinity Stones, and they have an <laughs> army of children to mine for the last two. I literally never remember that that's actually why the children are there. And my, is this why we did Coney 2012? Is this the army of children that we were trying to save? This is so weird that you mentioned that because I was listening to last podcast on the left and they also mentioned they Coney did. 2012. It was an old episode. I, I listened to that one recently. Um, mm-hmm. They they were like, man, I hope he won. Um, oh. This was an old episode that I was listening okay. to. Okay. I recently Apparently turned Tom onto last podcast on the left. I'm hyped. Oh. It's so good. It is good. Um, funniest podcast I've ever heard about the Black Death. I was about to say, funniest podcast you ever heard. You better change those words. You're on it right now. <laughs> I've never listened to this podcast before. That is straight up not true. The one day that <laughs> I, I uploaded Tom. late, I'm a three dollar patron. You are. <laughs> You're yes, one of the three. Are you enjoying all your perks? <laughs> the biggest perk is being our friend. <laughs> I had to pay for that. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to re up your subscription? Yeah. Would you like I mean, to re up your news monthly? <laughs> your friendship <laughs> plus you. membership. Friendship plus. <laughs> I get to hang out with Dan more than once a week. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. They uh, Indy tries to go and get the stones back, but he does not, and he gets captured along with Willie, um, and Shorty. They do they ever actually call him Short Round in yeah. this movie? Yeah, when they yeah, introduce him, they say Short Round, but then they call him Shorty. Go show because you know Short Round's wearing those apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. With the fur. Yeah, you know he's dropping it low, low, low. You know that's my dad's favorite really? song. Really. My dad loves Flo Rida. He calls him my man Flo a lot. Your dad is a man of multitudes. Oh, he is a colorful gentleman. Um, and then Indy gets forced to drink a potion, a mind control potion. Isn't it blood? Dan? Yeah. Disgusting. A mind control yeah. blood potion. 
yeah there's a lot of like all the indiana jones movies have like some sort of mystical thing to it this mm-hmm. one had just like one or two too many like i could get behind the magical stones that like do the crops and stuff but like so it's, it's a little far listen listen buddy the magical stones that plant the wheat i can buy that they have I that can. in iowa blood mm-hmm. drinking too far i did it once didn't well, feel this good is a, well this is also the scene where they introduced the voodoo doll that's true the that voodoo doll that just... has an indiana jones hat yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> which they which is also a, a perfect marketing like experience like do you think they sold any yeah, indiana jones any voodoo, dolls? voodoo dolls let's check voodoo doll for sale well because it's like in raiders like the mystical object is arc uh-huh. and there's not mm-hmm. really any other mystical thing other than just the arc as it should be yeah and it's like oh it's only mystical when you open it because that's the thing they built up the entire movie where this is more of like oh yeah now there's this blood thing that you can drink and it becomes a mind control thing and there's also mm-hmm. a voodoo doll and there's also these three stones that have some indeterminate power but something to do with crops they glow when they're near each other yeah yeah, so that I just wanted more, expe- like, there needed to be more build-up. There needed to be more, like, like, I want to say, like, <clears throat> exposition around all of these mystical things. I think they should have just chose one thing or, and stuck with yeah, it. Yes, choose one thing mm-hmm. and stick with it. Because then it grounds mm-hmm. it more in reality. This becomes more and yeah. more of a fantasy movie every time they introduce something new. Like, they didn't even need a potion to make Indiana Jones hypnotize. Why didn't they just, I don't know, hypnotize him? Or knock right. him up, like, hit him in the head with a rock. Yeah, something. like Do some sort of, like, yeah, do normal hypnotism or something. And then, Hypno- yeah. and then in, the, in the vein of the, the racism in the movie, make it like, oh, it's some sort of ancient Indian voodoo, ritual. like, ritual thing. Like, mm-hmm. I... I I don't think I've ever heard the sentence in the vein of the racism. But <laughs> that mean, was a really strong I start. I think what Tom means to <laughs> I'm say. Playing, no, like, I am putting myself saying. back in the minds of the filmmakers I, back in the. I oh. think what Tom means to say is to keep this a period piece. Yeah, the period of racism of this piece. Yep. That we're still living in. To keep the racism going, I baby. Because I, I mean, I guess, I, I guess, I guess, in a in a way that it, it's a good thing that they went with the mystical power because then it wasn't racist. I mean, you're right. We should wait a second. Bare minimum, Twitter should be celebrating this. <laughs> dang, dang, diggity, dang, a dang. We what are we doing? On this. From hating right. it to thinking it's not racist. We got here. <laughs> Again, I think this all could have been solved by, say it with me, friends, hypnotism. Thank you. Hypnotism. Um, Hypnotism. Thank you. So Indy's in a trance. Short Round is working the mines. And Willie. keep his Yankees hat. I know. Love that. It's a trademark, you know. Uh, And Willie is being prepared for sacrifice. Um, Short Round hears from the children what will happen to him. He'll become dead alive basically isn't it because the maharaja is down there too isn't he the one that's talking to yeah that's what i thought the maharaja was also dubbed by a middle-aged woman pardon me maharaja's voice was dubbed by a middle-aged woman the whole time why didn't they just have a child do it the child actor who was acting 
Good question. Don't have an answer. Was it? They were dubbed the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Was there not a? I didn't a, notice at all. I am shocked. I mean, I guess that goes to say that little boys do sound like older women. Um, <laughs> but I just am shook that they couldn't find a single Indian child, Indian American child, Indian Canadian child, Indian English speaking child to play the role at all. It was, I guess it was easier to get the voice of Zuzu in Poppycat. That's the top line of our Wikipedia. I, I don't know. I what... literally cannot unpack this. <laughs> I, it is sealed so tightly, Dan. It is a jar. It would have been easier to have a not child. Spinning. He's already saying, like, do you think this chat, like, was he opening his mouth and he sounded like this? Like, do you think that's what happened? He just is like prematurely had a low what voice. Up, it's me, the well, there's also just I in all of the indie movies, there's a fair amount of ADR. Oh, there's a ton of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So it may have been just the kid was too quiet and we would need oh, to read it anyway. Fair. Yeah. And it's so hard with child actors because it's like expensive and time yeah, consuming. Yeah, and the acoustics and... of recording in a cave, like it's so hard. Mm. You're right. <laughs> All that doom it just <laughs> echoes the sound. It really does. Um, they were yelling Kalima too loud. So they they go to do the sacrifice after Short Round has escaped, um, and they they go through it, and India is still under the effects of the potion. Until the power of love via short round frees Indy from that. Uh, it's not. Until it's Huey not the Lewis. power of love. It's, it's burned. That's a burn. It's flames it's of love. It's just fire. Because fire, fire purifies all. <laughs> yeah, fire just like knocks the everybody flames. out of this brainwashing thing, which is funny. The flames um, of love. At this point, I did write a note that said this love. movie is just a reason for a sweaty, shirtless Harrison Ford. And I am all for it. I don't want it. that, personally. Oh. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm a totally here for it. Maybe it's because I don't like his personality. I will... Like, he's... What, is he too gruff? Say, the, uh... The Blu-ray box set, it's, like, the only one where he's, like, shirtless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen. You know I love a good curmudgeon, okay? <laughs> this is... He's advanced. Harrison Ford is like next level, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. He's too grouchy. And it makes me not attracted to Indiana Jones. Thank I you. just love that Harrison Ford seemingly does his day job with the amount of enthusiasm that we all do our day jobs. Yeah, he's just like, oh, <laughs> another day, another disappointment. Am I right, boys? Um, Don't talk to so, me. Write me out of this film. So they free the kids, um, and they Indy fights the uh, overseer of the children who gets killed by a giant rock crusher, and then we have a minecart ride, uh, which that should looks be like it would a be a fun roller coaster. roller coaster. It absolutely should. Thank you, Tom. I would oh, ride I it. I, would it. Be I tweeted last night line. while I was watching this. Like, why is this straight up not a roller coaster? Because you could watch the movie and design the roller coaster as you watch mm -hmm. the movie and just do it frame by frame and you're done. Yeah. We literally have 
a oh my god, I almost just said Noah's Ark, an Indiana Jones roller coaster in California. Oh, why not in Florida? Uh, well, all right, there is a story behind this. Um, <gasps> story time. So they were gonna build an entire indie land at Disney World. Mm. Um, and it was gonna be like a like a basically they were gonna build the Temple of Doom and maybe not call it Temple of Doom and make it more inclusive, but it was going to include a ride similar to the one in Disneyland, the Jeep ride, and mm-hmm. the minecart roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm on board. It was canceled by guess who? Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner. I knew it. Oh, and guess oh. what they put in its place? The uh, stunt show? Uh, meet and greet. No. They put Splash Mountain. Okay. Michael Racist Eisner Mountain. really wanted Splash Mountain. Which is, a, if you know what? anything about Michael Eisner, you know that he really, really wanted Splash Mountain. Um, why? So I mean, Splash Mountain is cool, but why trade an entire two, like, have you, uh, now I have the Splash Mountain theme know. song stuck so in my head, put, Tom. Thanks a so lot. put Splash Mountain instead of the best roller coaster that probably would have ever existed. It would have been sick. It would okay. have been great. Okay. But they let, they let. Steven Tyler throw up a shocker <laughs> on the rock and roller coaster. <laughs> but they couldn't allow us to have Indiana Jones World in Disney World. No, that we settled for a live action stunt show at Hollywood Studios. I many a time have spent my afternoon eating chicken tenders while watching that show. Many have. Mm-hmm. Um so they they escape the temple on the minecart. They go through a waterfall, um, fall into the water and escape. They um, barely escape the flood out, and then they get ambushed on a rope bridge above crocodile infested waters. And the okay, the crocodiles are low. They're having the time of their lives spinning around. They're doing their death yeah. rolls, okay. and I just really love animals. Thank you. I wrote, I wrote down, I'm not here for this alligator slander. Because they're not, I, like, people eating. No. No, I love the yeah. uh, the visual that they, like, were literally wrapping up whole chickens yeah. in costumes. I mean, granted, not good for the gators to have right. them eating clothing. Right. However. Get a full chicken, baby. A full chicky. We're eating good tonight in the gatorhood, am I right? I will say, this, this is, is Applebee's the part where River. I, <laughs> yes it is uh this is the part where i wrote the note beautiful cinematography mm-hmm. i think the best probably the single be- most beautiful shot maybe in the whole trilogy not counting the fourth movie um <laughs> we don't speak of her is indy standing on the bridge yes absolutely it's just like just stupid beautiful and it's like oh mm-hmm. okay why didn't the rest of the movie look like this Movie I mean, should film outside. They blew the budget on that. Movie should film they outside blew- at sunset in yeah. a jungle with a sweaty Harrison Ford. Rippling, dehydrated Harrison Ford. Oh, not today, I don't Harrison want him. Ford. Replace him. Replace, replace him? him with a different That's at the end of the movie. Martin Freeman. <laughs> That's at the end of the podcast when we recast Yeah, movie. Yeah, you're right. I just, he's a grouch. Uh, so it looks like they're cornered and then Indy... Uh, Cuts the bridge in half, which knocks a lot of the henchmen Terrifying. off. Uh, and then I would have been one of those. Even if he told me to hang on, I would have been 
tumbling to my death. They hang. I know it. They hang on and they're climbing up and, you know, they're fighting, whatever. It looks like Indy's not going to make it. And then, huzzah! Here come the British! Hooray! <laughs> For what? Never in my life. I wrote life. that note where it's like, oh, the British saviors. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Willie says she's like, finally! Yeah. I'm like, um, ma'am. Yay! Save yourself, ma'am. Um, and the, the British army, they, they open fire against the thuggies, send them away. Uh, Mola Ram has fallen into the crocodiles and... Um, I'll just say that he has become Crocodile Rock because he'll be crying. Because he is dead. Dan, you uttered the words and I had to. I know. I was setting you up and you hit it right out of the park. There's a cover of that song. I think I want to say it's a cover by the Baja Men (gasps) uh, in Crocodile Hunter Collision Course now streaming on HBO Max. Oh my goodness. Uh, we should do that instead of the fourth movie. <laughs> we said that last time. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah, that's oh, what you said last I need time. A way to, I need a way to shoehorn Crocodile Hunter Collision Course into every single episode of this podcast. I look forward to it. Uh, well, that's basically the end of the movie. One more thing happens. They they return the stone to the town where it's now lush and the children are there. Uh, and that's then the credits roll. That's it. Fortune and glory. We made it, y'all. We did. It's, uh, you know, it's fine. It's really loud. It's really loud and really dark, and it's definitely written by people going through a divorce. It's definitely suited for children. What's funny is... Is it, though? Because this caused the PG-13 rating. It did. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was rated PG when it came out, and parents were like, "Uh." Was it? Yeah. Was it like it wasn't R because they didn't put any blood, like there wasn't enough blood? Like yeah, there was, there's also no. If there swears. was more blood, they would have R'd it. But that's so interesting that this is. I guess it's because like now when you think about what's rated PG thirteen versus what's yeah. rated PG, and the line is so like. First of all, you think about how there's no G rated movies anymore. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. It like name one, please. Toy the Story Shrek trilogy. Toy Story 4? I, I think, yeah, I think all the Shreks are G. Okay. Okay, well, I take, I redacted. Um, but I, I just, it, you think about, like, even the difference between PG and PG-13 feels more stark. This feels like today it would have passed for a PG movie. I don't think so. I think no, it's, I it's think missing so. the swearing, but otherwise it has... Maybe that's it's The why. violence would definitely think, put it I to PG-13. I think they would have preferred it to be PG-13 because then they could show more blood. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, I do remember the first movie that I saw that I was very surprised was rated PG was Airplane. That's um, PG? Yeah. Before well, PG-13. Before PG-13. The only thing that is weird is because there's just frontal nudity. Yeah. Um, yeah, just frontal nudity. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a PG movie. Interesting. There's also like a blow up doll and. <laughs> Suggestive content. Yeah. And Kareem Abdul Jabbar. All of yes. which should be rated PG 13, <laughs> if not R. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Kareem. Pride. I think he was playing on the box the last time that they won a championship. That is correct. 1973. Yeah. Yep. As we are recording, the Bucks, Bucks lost tonight. Aww. Did they really? 106 to 103. Oh, booty. Game one. It's okay. Game one. That's okay. 
Boys, come on. Um, Throw the ball. Score a hoop. I mean, do, do y'all have anything else about your thoughts on the movie, General? Um, I found it fascinating, like, because I, this was always the odd movie out, but rewatching it, like, it's not like I'd like, I want it out of the trilogy. Like, mm-hmm. I think it, no, I think I it still works. I think, I mean, it's a, I, I didn't hate watching it. Like, no. it's still, it's still a fairly decent movie. Um, it's just so long. With all, it is it's under two I, hours. It's like, it's, it, oh, it's like 158. Uh, it's an hour. It's not 50. a tight one. It's not a tight night. That's true. It's not. Um, but like it still fits the, like it still works in the trilogy. Like I wouldn't want to take it out. I mean, obviously it doesn't connect to the other two. Like the other two connect very well, mm-hmm. and this one doesn't. But it's still enough of a good adventure that I'm happy it's there. And the fourth movie makes this one look so much better. That's true. It does. The fourth movie makes a lot of things look better. <laughs> I'm just going to say I like this movie because it evokes memories from my youth. Were you a child slave in a Are mine? You okay. <laughs> no, I just mean I liked it when I was little. There were parts that I liked. My dad used to. Dan and I both have our windows open and live very near each other. <laughs> very near each other. You live above me, Tom. You know, that was so scary. I was like, do you really not like what I'm saying? You're interrupting no, me with horns and a motorcycle. drag racing. Are we covering Fast and Furious now? The new movie drops on Friday. Anyway. Um, no, I. there are just parts of it that like I cherish because my dad quotes them. <laughs> I don't know. That's literally the only reason. Like, there's just things about it that I've carried through my life mm-hmm. with me. That I like, and there's certain parts that spark joy. Yeah. But um, for the most part, the movie does not spark joy, and I think it's just because it's a product of its time, and also because it's so freaking long. It's just a so slog long. at some parts. I mean, I I think I've watched this movie half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen Last Crusade and Raiders more times than I can count. I've seen I know I've seen this movie like probably five times i i told gage i think the last time i saw this movie or at least part of it was i was working out at one of the gyms at marquette and it was on one of the tvs <laughs> oh and so i put in my headphones and you know kali ma i was doing my elliptical so i feel like this is this is a movie where it's like you watch it and you're like you know it like you, you you realize that you didn't like it as much as you thought you did and then mm-hmm. Like, you still enjoyed watching it, but it was like, okay, like, it's worse than I remember. And then mm-hmm. there's a long enough period of time where you forget about that. And then you're like, oh, I haven't seen Temple of Doom in a while. I remember liking that movie. It's a vicious cycle, yeah. truly. It's like every, like, five or six years where you're like, yeah, I could watch mm-hmm. this again. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Dan, what say um, you? I, yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's fun. I think it's too loud and too dark. Um, yeah, oh, it's very okay. too bitter. Um, Dan, again, there's room 
at the New Perspectives Retirement Home <laughs> if you're looking new for a place to live. Okay, if I was at the New Perspectives Retirement Home, I would not think it's too loud. I'd ask them to turn it up more because I couldn't hear it. It is right by a, um, the baseball field, though. Not Miller Park, the Milkman in no. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, it's it's a fun, rip-rollicking adventure. Would be better if the Nazis were the villain, but... I think I that mean... would have been a nice, like... Didn't we have enough of the Nazis? Tom, well, I just well, want well. you to, to, to realize... <laughs> That I, I said, said it would have been would better be with nice. the Nazis as the villain. You was, was, said it would have been nice. <laughs> well, yeah, the Nazis would have been a good addition. I think that like like keep everything else the same, but just make like the thuggies Nazis. Nazis. That would have linked it enough with the first with the other two movies that I would have been more okay with it, be feeling like a complete trilogy. But then, then. Like, because then Why it's the, the same villain for all three movies, and you can tie them all together, and you could have, yeah. a, you could have, you like obviously you wouldn't have the same Nazi bad guy from the first movie because they died, so you could mm-hmm. get another baddie Nazi that like replaced the guy from the first movie, and then you don't. I mean, you don't need Marcus or uh, Belloc mean, or any of those people. You like, do need the monkey, the Hitler monkey. He's not that. a Hitler monkey. He died from you. bad dates, Dan. Do you not remember? I remember. He died for our sins, and I love I'm him. I'm also remembering that I suggested that Belloc should have been in this movie, but he totally died in the last movie. Yeah. Did he? But Oh, wait, but this is a prequel, so, so he would have been alive. It, you know, we would have figured it out in the Cause script Because then, then it would have felt like a prequel, and it would be like he first meets Belloc, or... Mm-hmm like set up that backstory yeah yeah i don't know i feel like it wasn't clear enough that this was a prequel for some of correct. these things yeah. correct like i feel like i would have been like why i mean there's no it, evidence meet that him. this is a prequel aside there's from no the title e- card just correct. the year no, and i think that's and what if, makes it weird yeah because it feels like oh we set up this indiana jones character in the first movie now here's a second movie that barely resembles that first movie yeah um, and it's like you said, he literally has this whole child ward that he took that he on. Purchased that he just suddenly saved. doesn't. He saved. He saved well, him. He didn't purchase. I like him. to think he adopted him. In my mind, please. But um, <laughs> I, I th- you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I kind of feel like it would have made more sense if Short Round died. You're right. And that's the end of the podcast. We are gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would have made more sense. There would have been I would have too high of emotional stakes hour. for a, what is, in effect, a children's movie. Tom, yeah, I want you okay. to know that I finished Shit's Creek last week, and I cried for 15 minutes after that. Um, you couldn't handle the death of Short Round. I couldn't handle the death of Short Round. What about the death of Willie? Yeah, yeah fine. Kill bye. <laughs> yeah, but then you don't have the emotional weight. Okay, I yeah, know I the can emotion, say this Yeah, because... she's the emotional weight in the fact that she's the weight that's dragging us down to the bottom of the ocean. I know. Yeah, I she and like Indy have... She and Indy have no chemistry. I'm sorry, they don't. All The oh, only chemistry they have is that just... the chemistry of being a heterosexual man and a heterosexual woman who are just near each other and have no one else around. Well, you also... She's following up 
a great performance from Marion in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, this is the Marion of this movie. And Not really. nowhere near. They give me big let's do it because we're together energy, not, oh yeah, I want to be with mm. you romantically. They don't know energy. each other at all, and she gets on a plane and then jumps out of the plane into a raft about yeah, six hours later. I wouldn't even do that for, if Gage was like, get on this raft and jump out of this plane, I'd say. Right when you, yeah. And, absolutely And not. you know Gage. <laughs> yeah, I would just die. I'd say thanks, but... It's been real. It's been fun. It has not been real fun. She, Have fun on your raft. She is written like a character written by two men going through bitter divorces. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I mean, they do, right. they do no buildup in this movie. No. There's no tension. There's no buildup. There's no, there's no reason we should be rooting for anybody. She is... Mm-mm. She has two modes, and that is either whiny, complainy annoying woman or damsel in distress and nothing in between well no, what about no um, exceptionally substance. that's a yeah i mean i think we can all agree that that's something that oh i want to say something but my mom listens to this and she just scolded me for saying too many inappropriate things on the podcast i'm gonna say it anyway <laughs> i think we could all agree that that's something a lot of people experience that's probably the good thank Dan, you i'm keeping the it most in. realistic <laughs> The most realistic of all of her personalities. All the rest yeah. make her look like a shallow yes. two-dimensional character. Yeah. Yes. Um, so some trivia about the movie. I think Tom is defending Willie and Kate Capshaw because she is from Missouri. Tom? I'm not defending her in any way, shape, or form. Nor am I defending the state of Missouri. <laughs> you can defend the actress for being the from current, Missouri. The current governor of Missouri was told he was governor on his tractor. That's iconic, they and that's something I aim said, for. The current governor is resigning. You are now the governor of Missouri. Mm-hmm. And he said, Literally okay. Iconic. I, oh, God, I love tractors. Did you know that? <laughs> you you laugh, wouldn't like the governor of Missouri. <laughs> oh, is he like, yee-yee? Uh, he's... You can say it. This is a safe space. Very similar to the... I guess the rest of the Wisconsin government other than our <laughs> governor? Absolutely not. Besides our governor. It's like Listen, the opposite. I am what the kids call y'alternative. <laughs> I like a tractor. I like a plaid. I like a crop. But I don't like inequality. Okay, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um... Kate, the aesthetic. Kate Capshaw does not like the character of Willie, saying all she does is scream. Um, yeah, my throat was tired watching yeah. him. Yeah, uh, she didn't like the character she played. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was gonna say she could have play... played it less whiny. Well, so she was sometimes directed. it's not your choice, you know, yeah. like the director will be like whine more and you're like, yeah, I'm you sure. I guess if she didn't like it, she probably tried it at first. And then Steven was like, nah, uh, uh, yeah. she was trying to cut the check, you know, yeah. I would I would have wind it up, too, if that's what they wanted, yeah. if they're going to pay me. Uh, Harrison Ford knew that he would be shirtless for a large part of the movie. So he underwent a strict weightlifting regimen and he credits that. Uh, for the reason why he recovered from a back injury so quickly while filming, because of his yeah. being in good shape. Um, Dan Aykroyd is in the movie. What? What? 
Name Where? one time. According to this, Dan Aykroyd has a fake British accent. Yeah, he's the guy that tells Indy to get on the plane. At oh, the beginning so of the it's movie. it's like a little pop-in yeah. cameo. Hmm. Good for her. Him. I'm, lo- I'm looking for a screen. Oh my god, I said it is her, him! And then I said him. Did you hear it? I said Herm. Because I was going to say good for her because that's what I always say. And then I said him. Herm. That is totally him. Do you think his ghosts were there? He is in full Ghostbusters getup, it looks like. No, 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 no. Doesn't, doesn't Dan Aykroyd believe in ghosts? He does, like, yeah. Real? Like, yeah. Um, it's fucking wild. I love his stories about it. And aliens. Does he believe in aliens? Yes. Can you tell them to be quiet yeah, outside your window, Calm please? Down. Can you just, like, shake a fist out the window? Um, so the sword fight between Indy and the swordsman, um, that where in the first one where Indy shoots the guy, uh, yeah. was reworked into this movie. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. The, the minecart chase was originally planned for Raiders uh, and had to be cut for pacing reasons. The headpiece of Ra but they thought it was... was supposed to be found in Shanghai, but they had to cut it before shooting. Um, Literally, wait, we didn't even need to be in Shanghai, wait, but that's not my business. What do you mean the headpiece of Ra? Of the staff, the headpiece of the staff. He was going to yeah. find it in Shanghai and not at Marion's Bar. Oh. And they rewrote so wait, it. Oh, oh, wait. And then oh, they took so... elements of it and turned it into the opening scene of this. Oh, well. Oh, 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 okay. So I was it wasn't, so lost. So it wasn't. So were they planning on like that being like to prove that this was a prequel, or was this just the no? Scene? This they no were, they, they they were gonna put this scene in Raiders. Yeah, it was. They took the they had planned the scene to be in Raiders, didn't have it, gotcha. reworked it, and put it into this movie. Gotcha. Um, and then the villain buying the pilots to Indy's plane and then crashing it was gonna happen before Indy arrives in Egypt and Raiders didn't use that used it in this movie. So this movie is just the cutting room from Raiders. Yeah, it's just the ideas. It's 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 the cut ideas basically. Um, Sharon Stone auditioned for the part of Willie. Uh, there would have been a little more oh. full frontal had that been the case. That is a Sharon Stone in. Uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but she uncrosses her legs and is not wearing underwear. Basic joke. Ma'am. Basic instinct joke. Ma'am, please. Uh, Chris Columbus, director of Home Alone and the first two Harry Potter movies, first two Harry Potter movies. wrote a script that was rejected name. for this. Uh, well, Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote um, The Bodyguard and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, uh, he was offered to, he was asked to write a script but he refused because he was working on the big chill uh the film with tom berenger and glenn close uh, i was gonna say isn't glenn close yeah i've never even seen that movie i don't know why i know she's in that but i do the um the original title was indiana jones and the temple of death and they changed it because it sounded too foreboding I mean... So they just made the movie more foreboding. <laughs> I guess. Doom seems somehow... Like, at least death is straightforward. Yeah. You know? Doom is menacing. 
Yeah, like, what's my doom? Some A fate I mean, worse than death? I also think doom, and I think, like... Victor Vaughn? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it seems more cartoony. Yeah. You mean, like, in Roger Rabbit, Judge Doom, as played by Christopher Lloyd? I love Christopher Lloyd. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through Roger this Rabbit. quick, because... It's late and I want to go to sleep. We did not make this any shorter. We've made this longer than the last episode. Um, (laughs) Oops. Anna, would this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas in a short round? Mm. I mean, I I like to think that if he was playing short round, he would be playing a kid from L.A. or something like that, not an Asian child. Hopefully. Um, If he was playing a white kid, it'd be better. If he was playing, if he was doing yellow face or whatever it's called, I'm not sure what the proper term for that it's is. Yellow that face, yeah. There's no correct. proper term. Well, it is yellow face. Um, if it was Jonathan well, Taylor Thomas that would be, playing an Asian That would child. be a horrible, absolutely horrible thing that no one should sign on for. So it could go one of two ways, depending on the call of the director. Um, Thank you. Okay, Tom, who did you say your favorite performer is? Tom Hanks. Better, worse, or the same? Tom Hanks, Indiana Jones. Oh, worse. Significantly worse. Are you kidding me? It would be so <laughs> bad. Have... It would be unwatchable. <laughs> they would. Didn't we discuss last time about how he's, like, not rugged no, enough? No, he's too he's much of a dad. Enough. Yeah, he's not, he's not grumpy enough. Amen. He's not. I mean, I, he, the one role he could play would just be replacing Dan Aykroyd. At the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> Opens a door. Yes. <laughs> That's the only role. Maybe a background extra or a waiter in the restaurant. Like He could be the guy who pushes the cart of dishes into the middle of the dance mm-hmm. floor and then leaves it just so that it could be used to like push Harrison Ford onto yeah. later on in the movie se- in the fight scene. Yeah, there's no other like place for Tom Hanks. Uh and better worse or the same with Jimmy Stewart as Willie better. <laughs> I'd love to oh, see there that. Are bugs I'd love here. to see there are bugs. Hi. A performance of anything goes. <laughs> In olden days, you know, I went to a stocking. It was looked on as something shocking. Uh, okay. Oh my! Yeah. Um, Tom, at a scale of one to five, or I guess zero to five. Infinity Stones. I don't know. <laughs> oh, still beating hearts. What do you give the movie? Uh, I'll say a th- three and a half. Okay. Anna, you Me look too. surprised. Well, I was gonna say three, so I was just a little shooketh. I say half because it has the character recognition of Indiana Jones in it. Mm-hmm. That's where that okay. half comes in. Is that this works as an Indiana Jones movie? It's not my favorite, but but there's a certain floor that it starts at. Yeah, that like like yeah, it starts at a half star because it has Indiana Jones doing Indiana Jones things. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and then it's three stars because it's better than average. Yeah, it's a B. It's a B minus. So Anna, B plus. You give it a three. Yeah. I don't know. There are parts that I enjoy. I think I just enjoy the nostalgia of like watching this when I was younger and all that stuff like I mentioned before. But like you said, it's a cycle of sometimes I'm like, 
yeah, I really could watch that right now. And then I watch him like, for what? Why did I want? Why did I do this? And then I'll revisit this in five years and probably experience the cycle all over again. Mm -hmm. yeah, I certainly don't dread watching this movie. No, no. Yeah. I just think I'm neither here nor there. Like, I feel like it's not a five. It's not a zero. It's dead middle yeah. for me. That's a very bland answer, but I have a very bland opinion on it, I guess. This would probably be the threshold of movie I would seek out to see in a theater. Mm. Like anything worse you wouldn't, anything better you would? Yeah. Interesting. I would think. I mean, knowing, well, at the time, if I'd never seen it before, because it's a theatrical release, I would have definitely seen it because Indiana Jones. Yes, please. Well, yeah. Um, but, like, now, if they were showing, like, indie movies in a theater, like, I'd probably go and make sure I get the chance to see this on a big screen. Just because it's classic. And, the and like we said, the practical effects are really good. Visual effects are, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the practical effects are great. So. But would you go see it in an IMAX? I, yeah. I, <laughs> yes. Sounds good. I wasn't sure if your answer would change. No. No, I mean, no. I I tend to I tend to splurge and be okay with like going and seeing it in a better theater. Mm -hmm. Fair. Yeah. Um, I would give the movie three stars as well. It's it's fun. Excellent choice, Dan. It's fun. It's good. I I enjoyed it. A little loud though. Tone down the screaming. Um, Daniel. Y'all have any anything else to add before we wrap up? Based on the nah, fact that you... my eyes are practically yeah. shutting themselves. <laughs> Is it obvious that I've been doing the podcast like this with my eyes closed? What? No. Whoa. Do you have I love you written on your eyelids? She'd never do yes. that for us. She'd only do that for Pete Woods. <laughs> you right. <laughs> uh, so if you like the podcast and you want to support us, you can follow us on Twitter. And Facebook at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash in conclusion. You can give us money. We have tears. You're speaking with one third Please. of our patrons right now. Thank the you. Thanks, Tom. Redacted. The tears are <laughs> suggestions for us. Um, if you want to find me online, I am on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. And I have a blog on my website. Dan Dash O'Keefe slash blog. Tom, where can they find you? Uh, pretty much everything is on my website, tomhillmeyer.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tom Hillmeyer. You can follow me on Instagram at Tom Hillmeyer Photos. Uh, Dan and I do a trivia show every Wednesday night, 9 8 Central at fastfactslive.com. Very fun. You should play. Uh, that's it. Anna? Dan? Hit me with it. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at AutobusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. I can't wait till we end up doing the Transformers by force. <laughs> <laughs> and I can make so many jokes about myself. Not that I don't already. Oh, boy. Um, 
Well, we're not doing the Transformers next week. Instead, we are coming back with the poorly named Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, because <laughs> it is now the third of five films. It was aptly named. At a time. Wait, five? They're filming the fifth right now. Harrison Ford just got injured on oh, yeah. set. <laughs> Literally, I'm surprised that he agreed to. Right. He probably is so angry the whole time. I do not... If I was a PA... No. That's the I end. Think, I wouldn't I, be. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I'd walk on set and they'd be like, and Harrison Ford. I'd be like, I'm outie. Thank you for the opportunity. It's just so wild. I just feel like he bullied me. I can't speak to his character. It's just a vibe like that. I feel like he'd be like, you there with your red hair and your cheerful attitude. Get out of here. And I'd be like, ah, oh, okay, Mr. Ford. Why does your impression of Harrison Ford sound like a politician running for president in the 70s? Because everyone is Nixon in my mind. <laughs> well, tune in next week to hear more of Anna Otto's Nixon impression. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Oh, bye-bye. Ew, that was oh, no. too cringy. I hated no. it. <laughs>i be honest with you guys, I'm looking at myself a lot tonight because I'm really feeling this look. It's post-workout sweaty, but I still think I look cute, so just vibing. Just wanted to share with you. <laughs> <laughs>